Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So if you're looking for a new gig, uh, the... New Mexico Department of Fish and Game are now hiring. Yes, they're hiring a bear hugger. If you have the courage to crawl into a bear den, a bear den, you are ready to work for the New Mexico Department of Fish and Game. The department posted the job opening for conservation officers on their Facebook page, saying that viable applicants must have the ability to hike in strenuous conditions crawl into bear dens and trust that their co-workers will keep them safe you have until the end of the month uh the 30th of march 2023 to apply for the job i was looking at the application i wanted to see how much that job costs throughout the entire application process on their website it doesn't say anything about salary <laughs> uh talks about everything but salary so you got to figure that it's going to be huge you won't know how to stop all the money coming in then i looked it up the average conservation officer salary in new mexico is forty four thousand eight hundred and ten dollars but the range typically falls between thirty six thousand and fifty five thousand so that means the guys making fifty five thousand are doing some overtime the old new mexico fish and game conservation office um good luck god bless if you want to become a bear hugger now they do recommend in their post that you shouldn't crawl into bear dens uh it was part of a research project and so yeah the bears have to be handled safely so we didn't really mean it <laughs> uh, so they just want you to know that it could happen because you might have to you know help young wildlife that's out there and it would be good if you have a biological sciences bachelor of science degree police science law enforcement natural resources conservation ecology or even just criminal justice geography physics psychology zoology or others if you're just a regular joe don't worry about applying you need to have a bachelor of science degree (laughs) well it's preferred it's preferred so if you're just a person that wants to be a bear hugger you can't have the gig so good luck welcome Welcome to Chewing the Fat. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus has been reimagined and reborn uh, without the animals. But it's going to be high octane family events with high wire tricks, soaring trapeze artists, and bicycles leaping on trampolines. Sounds a lot like, I don't know. Cirque du Soleil. But Feld Entertainment, which owns the greatest show on earth, 
said that uh, the new shows are upcoming in 2023. The North American tour kicking off this fall. 75 performers, 18 countries will include performers on the Triangle High Wire, 25 feet off the ground, crisscrossing flying trapeze artists, a spinning double wheel powered by acrobats and BMX trail bikes, unicycle riders and skateboarders doing flips and tricks. Yeah, that's Cirque du Soleil. But uh, the tour kicks off in Louisiana at uh, the end of september and then goes to ohio wisconsin pennsylvania ohio illinois missouri maryland michigan indiana and ends the year in oklahoma and then it restarts back up in florida in 2024 so if you're in those areas you will have a chance to see the greatest show on earth starting this year it's a complete rethink of the modern circus it's been working on everything from how to integrate clowns, the branding and merchandise over the past four. It took them four years to figure this out. I mean, I told them to do this back then when they first said they weren't going to do shows anymore. It's just stupid. And I know PETA is all happy because we are happy that they're doing their animal revamp. We don't want any. We we don't want any animals uh, doing little tricks because that's just not right and it's mean to the animals okay all right no problem um so anyway congratulations and something to look forward to i may actually go and see it if i have the chance looks like it might be worth a view their new production design includes movable staircases two main stages audiences are going to have a 360 degree view with live camera feeds and virtual reality and lighting and sound design that tracks the performer um that sounds actually fun uh, might be worth the visit. It doesn't say what the ticket prices are for the old Ringling Brother and Barnum and Bailey Circus. I have a feeling that it's going to be more than a bag of peanuts. And in British Columbia, there is a huge problem, and it could go well beyond British Columbia. So if you're thinking, "Well, I I don't live in British Columbia, what do I care?" Uh, there is a goldfish problem. They are growing as big as footballs and are rapidly cloning themselves. Now, you've all been at the restaurants where they're, well, maybe you haven't, but in Florida there were restaurants that are up on stilts and they have water and in the water they put the goldfish. And they put those giant goldfish in, not the little ones that you get at the fair or whatever. I mean, these giant, huge goldfish. And they're adaptable. And according to this story, they're intelligent are they okay so uh and they become a big big problem they're these huge goldfish and they're just replicating i mean their goldfish abidness is going on they're a threat to native fish species now in british columbia waters they uh they have okay so here you go a goldfish lays fifty thousand eggs at a time three times in a summer (laughs) and the female goldfish don't need a man i don't need a man okay (laughs) uh they use the uh, gynogenesis or gyno gynogenesis uh gyno genesis in which the female will get the sperm from a different kind of minnow to start the eggs developing even though they're not fertilized okay 
Now, there's a person who's part of the Invasive Species Council of British Columbia. And man, I bet you that is a fun group of people to be around. The Invasive Species Council of British Columbia. So what happens is then they produce clones of themselves. <laughs> okay. Now, by tracking these goldfish, they've now learned that they're breeding uh, in more than one place. They, their large numbers are destroying habitats, tearing up other aquatic plants for food. It's getting ugly. And by releasing you know they say you're not supposed to release any organism into a body of water um that will start an invasion yep that's what happens uh just amazing and now they're being found outside of british columbia in hamilton harbor and lake ontario and uh other fisheries and oceans have started to sound the alarm so just be on the lookout be on the lookout up there in the northeast <laughs> that uh for giant goldfish taking over because they're coming and this is going to be another another movie uh we've had cocaine bear we've got meth gators we talked about meth monkeys we talked about cocaine hippos uh what's now we have goldfish we have goldfish what are the goldfish on is it is it is it meth goldfish or do we just show someone fishing and hooking the goldfish and then we have the goldfish is pissed <laughs> goldfish hooked goldfish and this time he's pissed looking for food i i, I don't know i'll figure out something for the goldfish horror movie <laughs> but it's coming it's coming soon all right, before we head over to the break room, uh, let me ask you a question. Is it possible to extend lifespan and feel younger at the same time? Well, according to a Harvard scientist and Nobel Prize winning breakthrough, absolutely. How? By lengthening your telomeres. Now, your telomeres protect your DNA and play a critical role in the aging process. But many of us struggle with shortening telomeres. Thanks to stress, unhealthy food, obesity, and so much more that goes on in our lives. That's why I recommend Youth Switch. Youth Switch is all natural, doctor-approved, and manufactured right here in America. Youth Switch contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and longer lifespans. It boosts energy and can support regeneration of healthy organ systems. You can try Youth Switch for yourself, risk-free, today. And receive a free bottle of Ageless Brain as a bonus. A great product to help you improve focus, memory, and mood. You'll also receive four bonus ebooks to boost every aspect of your health and longevity. Go to youthswitchmd.com slash Jeffy. You can claim your supply of Youth Switch and all five bonus gifts. Youthswitchmd.com slash Jeffy. Youth, Y-O-U-T-H, Switch, S-W-I-T-C-H, md.com slash jeffy youth switch md.com slash jeffy all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately
Congratulations are in order to Japan as they edged out Team USA 3-2 to two to win the 2023 World Baseball Classic title. It was actually an, ex- an exciting game. And if you have an opportunity to catch any of the highlights from that, I would recommend highly that you do that. I see where, uh, I thought we were talking about sports. I'm willing to talk about sports at just about any time. I see where uh, Magic Johnson, part owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, has joined a bid to own the NFL's Washington Commanders. Now, I thought that Jeff Bezos was just going to buy the Commanders. What are we doing? What are we doing messing around with the, these different teams and bidding on the Commanders? Jeff's going to come in and say, I'll give you $6 million and we'll move on, right? I mean, I don't know why we're messing around. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to me that we think that it's not going to be Jeff Bezos, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. And also, uh, you're not going to get as much money for the commanders, although we'll see. Um, I know they just did a big survey, and the Washington commanders ranked the worst organization to suit up for. So they faced controversy over their name, which really shouldn't have been a controversy, but it is. Uh, Ownership, workplace culture, toward uh, an F grade in three out of eight categories in the survey, which the NFL Players Association conducted in order to surface the best practices for running a franchise. Seems like teams could learn uh, from the Minnesota Vikings, which nabbed first place. So this is the players association conducting this survey so we'll see if that brings any change around or not it might who knows and congratulations to roger goodell i know his contract is coming up uh coming up in uh uh this year uh this month actually if you're listening live today is the 22nd of march 2023 and they keep saying that his contract is up in march so that's now uh, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> uh, so they're concerned about him signing a new deal. Now, he, we all thought he was making about 40 or 50, $45 million a year. But according to this latest article, Goodell was making $63.9 million per year. Uh, that's pretty good. I don't know. You can quote me on that. That's pretty freaking good now they claim that he's made 500 million since becoming commissioner in 06 well okay but i mean he's the the nfl is worth what now 30 40 billion dollars and he's looking to expand the league globally uh teams are being sold like like the commanders for more money than ever before and he's been at the helm of the nfl for 15 years so i make i would say that he's well worth the money nobody wants to pay him uh, everybody says oh, 63 boy million dollars that's too much money no it's not uh he'll get it and he'll get more so the new contract will be in a week or so and i will guarantee that he will make 70 i'll say 70 mil a year uh that's a good gig that's a good gig. I will say this. I'm just throwing this out there to the owners of the NFL. First of all, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it. 
Uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. I hope you owners are following me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. If you need to order a cameo, uh, you guys can afford it. You're owners of an NFL team. I mean, it's not free, but you can you know, go to at JeffyJFR on Cameo and order it. I'll be happy, glad, sad, mad, whatever you would like. You can order it. Cameo's like my pimp. So, I mean, they get their cut, and I do what you ask. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. Anyway, uh, if you owners want to make a better deal and hire me as the uh, commissioner of the NFL, I'll do it for $40 million. Uh, you're already paying Roger over 60 probably going to make 70 million you're going to try to work a deal with them to keep it under 70 million and i'll just do it right now i could tell you right now you can say roger take a hike we've got jeff fisher coming in and we're going to pay him 40 million a year uh, i'm just throwing the idea out there for you okay so as long as we're you know talking about sports and like i said i could talk about sports forever did you see where they have a new thing called home run dugout uh, they're opening their second location in Katy, Texas, at uh, the end of this month, as a matter of fact. And it's like uh, Top Golf, but it's, uh, you know, home run dugout. Eh, that's why it's called that. Uh, sports, food, entertainment, one upscale setting. Wow. Uh, Nolan Ryan, of course, is a strategic investor with this company. Yeah, Nolan's put in a little bit of cash. So, um, it's not like batting cages where you rent a helmet and you know have a batting machine, but uh, you had a full service restaurant, three bars serving you know craft beers, uh, twelve virtual batting bays, a beer garden, baseball mini field for wiffle ball, live music and concert stage, dog park. It's uh, co-founded by Nick Hermendorfer and Tyler Bambrick. And they bill itself as the home of the seven mile per hour fastball. So it's 46,000 square feet, 12 virtual batting bays, open field, two bars, full service restaurant. Home run dugout. Home of the seven mile per hour fastball. Uh, it might be fun. Uh, it might be fun. So the cost is about 30 bucks a head for a 90 minute experience. Of course, food and beverages are extra you don't think you were gonna be able to have some fries with that did you with the <laughs> not for the 30 no you're putting down a little bit more so the standalone venue is uh it's in round rock texas well i'm gonna have to go to that uh, i'm down in that neck of the woods quite often and uh i'm gonna have to go to that so round rock is just north of austin texas uh, I guess Nolan Ryan owns the Round Rock Express minor league team with his son. So this is a perfect place for it. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, I'm going to have to check it. I will check out the home run dugout in Round Rock, Texas, and I'll let you know if the experience is worth it because it sounds like it could be fun, but it also sounds like it could be expensive. And you're not just going to show like it's not bad if you show up and spend 20 bucks on a bag of balls and a pitching machine uh 30 bucks to virtually hit a couple of baseballs and go out onto a wiffle field and then have to pay for fries and a shake eh, it might get a little bit of steep <laughs> you can quote me on that might get a little bit of steep
real-time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So who died today? Who died today? Willis Reed, the NBA Hall of Famer who played his entire career with the Knicks, died at the age of 80. There was no cause of death listed. So I'm guessing he just died because he was 80. He was remembered. I mean, he won a couple of championships. I mean, the guy played college basketball at Grambling State. He won three NAIA championships. Uh, The Knicks drafted him in the second round. He instantly became part of it. He made uh, first of seven straight all-star appearances, averaging a double-double in each of those seven seasons. And his best season came in 1970. And one of the most famous moments, not playing in game six of the NBA finals due to a thigh injury, Reed surprised fans at Madison Square Garden by showing up and playing in game seven. And he didn't score much. He only scored a few points, but it was part of him being part of the team. He limped out onto the onto the court. And the footage of him coming out onto the court is pretty amazing. And Jack, 19,500 fans here in New York City uh, have yet to see Willis Reed at this hour of the evening. That is very critical. We heard Red Holzman say he expected him to start. We just had an announcement uh, from the press row that Willis has just received 200 cc of cortisone. Oh my God! Cortisone myself, and I think we see Willis coming out. Here he comes. Here he comes right now. Listen to that crowd. Six feet ten from Grambling. The captain of the next, the most valuable player of the NBA. Yeah, baby. Taking some shots, firing up the team. He was with the baby. At the new Madison Square Garden, this is a 38 sellout crowd, and they have been reacting to their Knickerbockers the same way all season long. And he has hit two in a row, and they are beside themselves. Think about it. So... Willis Reed, uh, dead at the age of 80. I see where uh, Howard Schultz has uh, quit again. Uh, Chief Executive Howard Schultz is ending his third stint as head of Starbucks. Uh, You know, the company is having a big fight over their uh, uh, labor practices. But Schultz stepped down a couple weeks early. Uh, He was supposed to be gone the 1st of April. But uh, he said, no, I'm out of here now. Uh, the new CEO lacks Narishan. Lacks Narishanism. Narasimhan. N-A-R-A-S-I-M-H-A-N. Okay? All right. Uh, he uh, said that uh, as I turn Starbucks over to you now, know that you have my utmost confidence, trust, and love. You are all the future of Starbucks. The world needs Starbucks, and Starbucks needs you all. He said this is the last time that he's going to come back and take it over. Uh Uh-huh. I mentioned this on uh, my chewing segment during Pat Unleashed uh, this morning, but I see where Dick Van Dyke uh, 
97. No, he's not in the Who Died Today segment yet. But uh, Dick lost control of his car before slamming into the gate in his Malibu home. His Lexus, uh, I guess, skidded in the rain. Uh huh. And so uh, he had a bloody nose and a possible concussion. Uh, I don't know why police officers would have arrived at the scene, uh, but Dick was behind the wheel of his LS 500. Um, I'm not sure it was on his property. He smashed into his gate in his car. Uh, don't need you, police officers. Thank you. I appreciate you stopping by. I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, thank you. You know, and it was also in the story, they talked about another car crash he was in like 10 years ago, back in 2013, where he was rescued. He was in a car crash driving a, a Jag, and he was, the car was burning on fire. And a passerby saw a person in the car and pulled up and then pulled him out of the car and uh, saved his life. And there's a picture from some news entity at the time of the fire and the fire trucks and the rescue vehicles are there and sitting on the side of the road is Dick Van Dyke. And at that time, I mean, he only would have been 87, so he's ready to go do a jig. I will say that we have seen Dick, at least he's out and about. I don't know that at 97 he should be driving and maybe someone will try to take his keys away now. Uh, we'll, we shall see. I'm sure Dick could afford to have somebody, some new person, drive him around. Although he may be a crotchety old bastard, so he doesn't want anybody to take care of him. But uh, it's reported now that we have not seen Clint Eastwood in 408 days. I mean, Clint is 92, and he's always, uh, you know, been out and about, and TMZ would see him uh, going into a restaurant or getting in and out of a car, but he has not been spotted in public for 408 days? Uh, holy cow. We're worried. We're worried, about, we're worried about Clint's health, and we're worried about what is happening, okay? That's what we want to know. I know he's, he said he had no plans to retire. He had other projects in post-production in which he appears himself, but there was nothing else apparently on the drawing board. But he hasn't been photographed in public since February 6, 2022. And he that was at a golf tournament. Maybe that wiped him out. <laughs> uh, maybe that wiped him out. So uh, he hasn't skipped a tournament uh, since 2012. So we shall see, but uh, someone needs to do a welfare check on Clint. Okay, uh, just that's all I'm saying. I know that you know at least at least you see them from time to time. We saw Gene Hackman, uh, you know, apparently come out of uh, the cave. He's Gene is uh, 93 now. He's been retired for quite a while now, but he broke his cover to indulge uh you know indulge his fast food craving in santa fe new mexico at a wendy's drive-thru and that's where they you know finally pictured him uh they said that he was looking frail um this gene hackman uh he's not gonna look frail that's gene hackman man what are you talking about i don't care how old he is so i mean but we saw him and we haven't seen clint so somebody needs to you know do a welfare check on clint please we don't want anything bad happening to clint 
And I saw this story yesterday about Shania Twain, and I was thinking, you know, ah, big deal. They named a train after her in Switzerland, uh, this uh, train that runs from uh, Montreux on Lake Geneva to Interlaken, which is in central Sweden, and it's been named Shania Train. <laughs> Get it? Shania Train? Yeah. And that's the new Golden Pass Express train. But I was, I was, so I finally broke down. I read it. But it's incredible what they did to make this train because the new train, it's the first nonstop service on the route, has had to overcome all kinds of obstacles. Uh, the platforms at each station are different heights, making getting on and off potentially hazardous. Now, thanks to trucks beneath each carriage, the new train's body can adjust to the platform height by moving up or down uh, about eight inches. The engineer's other big challenge was finding a way to allow the train to run along the two different track gauges on the route. So now wheels can be adjusted to different widths while the train is on the move. So, where once passengers on the road had to change trains, they can now enjoy their three-hour journey across the Swiss Alps undisturbed. The Golden Pass trade route on the Shania train. So, uh, that shouldn't break down at all. There should be zero problems with the old Shania train. (laughs) I won't hear of it. It'll be fine. You'll be able to move that thing up and down, and the uh, those those train wheels will just widen and thin up just like they're supposed to, right? Right. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So I wanted to apologize. Yesterday, I talked about the Gwyneth Paltrow case uh, going on in uh, Utah, uh, where the retired optimist, uh, optometrist, optimist, the retired, well, he's an optimist that he's going to win this case. The retired optometrist who is suing her over the 2016 ski collision. And uh, I talked about it being a $3 million lawsuit. Well, that was the original suit. And this is where my apology comes in because I, I, I was really, what, $3 million didn't seem like much. But now it's a revised lawsuit that is 300000 <laughs> I mean, why doesn't Gwyneth just pay him off? What are we even doing? It seems like such a, a waste of time and energy for her. And uh, one of the things that I found fascinating, and the case is still ongoing. It started yesterday, and uh, people are taking the stand. And as she left the courtroom yesterday, she held up by this blue book in front of her face like, you're Gwyneth Paltrow. We know what you look like. We know you're there. What are you trying to do? (laughs) Just a weird, the whole thing. 
the whole thing is just weird. But anyway, I just wanted to apologize. It's not a $3 million lawsuit. It's 300000 yeah, plus court costs and all that stuff. And she's countersuing for a dollar plus court costs and attorney's fees. But the whole thing is just unbelievably silly. She is supposed to have been skiing down the kid hill with her kids and not paying attention and ran into this guy. And he could barely live for the last six years because of concussion and injuries. And now uh, she, I think, originally said that she didn't hit him or didn't know what he was talking about and then she said well then he hit me and so we'll we'll see i mean that that if that gets admitted into court that could be a problem the first original i didn't even i didn't even hit anybody and then well he hit me is uh that could be an issue but we'll see the whole thing is just silly Another lawsuit that's going on against uh, American Airlines is a mother of a passenger who died on board an American Airlines flight has filed this lawsuit. According to the suit, Kevin Greenidge uh, went into cardiac arrest in June on a flight from San Pedro, Honduras to Miami International. The American Airlines staff tried to resuscitate him with an automatic external defibrillator, but the defibrillator was not working. The suit alleges the defibrillator did not have a properly charged battery and the staff did not have proper training. So she's brought the federal suit against American Airlines in the Southern District Court of New York. The suit accuses uh, American Airlines of negligence resulting in this man's death. Uh, okay uh you know their responses our thoughts are with mr greenlidge and his loved ones uh that's all they're uh you know that's all they're saying plans are legally required planes are legally required to carry a functioning automated external defibrillator and emergency medical kits on board but are they legally responsible for having proper training to use them I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they will be from now on, that's for sure. And that's surprising that they didn't know how to use it. And the problem is, is that they there was no battery, right? So, uh, or, or the battery was not charged. So the staff may have been trained on how to use the defibrillator, but when there's no battery charge, now the staff is like, well, what are we? What are we even doing here? That's uh, <laughs> that's an issue. And on top of that. I mean, I realize that the mother lost her son and it's horrible and, you know, nobody, nobody wishes that on anyone, but is it American Airlines fault that he had a heart attack and died? I guess so. It's on their plane. So it's their fault. And I got no love lost for American Airlines, but I mean, it does seem like the staff, if they can prove that the staff wasn't trained in using the defibrillator it would seem like that's almost a requirement right they have the, the defibrillator is required is it required for them to know how to use it I, I don't know i don't know i don't know you'd think so but i don't know so tiktok is uh, been under fire for quite some time now i see where there are some headlines that uh the chinese app maker also owns cap cut 
which is a video editing tool that uh, apparently has surpassed TikTok downloads. Now, I know that uh, we've had plenty of people talking about banning TikTok, and there's plenty of government entities that are banning TikTok and saying, uh, no, if you work for the government, you can't, you have the app on your phone. But uh, they claim that the Biden administration demanded that uh, ByteDance or BitDance sell the app. Now, in this story, it talks about TikTok having more than 100 million users in the U.S. Okay, so they're talking about a possible ban and, uh, you know, they need to change ownership. And a TikTok spokesperson said the sale wouldn't address data concerns and that the company was considering its options. Its options are they're going to put a strong promotional push on America how great tiktok is i just saw a tiktok from the head of tiktok mr uh Chu, and uh i want you to hear what he had to say on his promotional tiktok tour as he's in washington dc to testify hi everyone it's show here I'm the CEO of TikTok. Hey. I'm here in Washington, D.C. today, and uh, I have some news and updates to share with everyone here. Awesome. Today, I'm super excited to announce that more than 150 million Americans are on TikTok. That's wow. almost half of the U.S. coming to TikTok to connect, to create, to share, to learn, or just to have some fun. This includes 5 million businesses that use TikTok to reach their customers. And the majority of these are small and medium businesses. Now these numbers are amazing. And I'm so thankful to all of you and the 7,000 TikTok employees in the US who are helping us build this incredible community in America and around the world. Now this comes at a pivotal moment for us. Yes, Some it does. Some have started talking about banning TikTok. Now this could take TikTok away from all 150 million of you. I'll be testifying before Congress later this week to share all that we're doing to protect Americans using the app and deliver on our mission to inspire creativity and to bring joy. Let me know in the comments what you want your elected representatives to know about what you love about TikTok. So there you have the big promotional push from TikTok all you americans out there tiktok don't you love your tiktok yes you do you love it so tell us how much you love it and what you love about it because we're creating jobs we've got half of america using it and we've got a whole bunch of businesses using it to earn money so we're here for you america (laughs) Uh, so good luck banning it So we started off with bears. We may as well end with bears. A family in China is said to have believed uh, that a 250-pound dog uh, was uh, was not a bear. It was a dog. Um, So we're worried about this country, China. They can't even tell the difference between a dog and a bear. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, there was a family who she, uh, the lady, bought the, the animal and thought it was a Tibetan mastiff and the animal was having uh, a surprisingly large appetite uh, i wonder why and uh, eating a box of fruits and two buckets of noodles every day no i will not have that <laughs> uh, the more he grew the more like a bear he looked uh, and i'm a little scared of bears 
<laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell the difference uh, before when it was little. I thought for sure that was a little Tibetan Mastiff, but there you go. That's what you got. It's uh, it's a bear. <laughs> you know, the more he grew, the more like a bear he looked. <laughs> yeah, that's because he's a bear. And you should be able to tell the difference between a bear and a dog. But she finally did, actually, to tell the difference. It was just you know, well beyond when you should have known that you know that's not a dog stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts